Hi, Mountaineers. Welcome back to Read Talk, a WVU Read College of Media podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Godwin. And I am co-host, Maura Flynn. Happy last week of class from home, you guys. We hope everyone is hanging in there and still social distancing as we finish off this semester. In our last few episodes, we talked about the pandemic and how we've seen that affect the job industries many of us are looking into, like journalism, reporting, and crisis communication especially. I think it's been interesting to see how people have stepped up in those roles and how they're still getting relevant and important info to all of us in creative ways. Yeah, absolutely. Just another shout out to all of our journalists and crisis communication friends who have been working long hours to keep us informed. I know both of us know a lot of professionals in the industry um, and even people on campus who have just been working 24-7 to make sure that they are updating us with relevant information um, across platforms, not even just, you know, email or television, but also all those social media platforms. And I could not be more appreciative of their efforts and everything that they're doing to just keep us all in the loop and keep us all engaged um, while we're kind of working alone together here. And so today we wanted to spend some time with our College of Media Careers and Opportunities Director, Mr. Eric Miner, and one of our grads, John Lowe. John is a 2019 um, journalism graduate, and he has been working as a reporter in the Huntington, West Virginia area since May. And we just wanted to talk to him a little bit about what reporting has looked like for him during this time. Welcome to the show, John. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Doing, doing pretty good. Cool. So um, I did a brief introduction, but why don't you tell us a little more about yourself, um, your job, maybe reflect a little bit on your favorite WVU or College of Media memory before we jump into some harder topics. Okay. Um, well, I, uh, my, my name is John Lowe. I'm a reporter with WSAZ in Huntington, West Virginia. We have a it's in the Charleston, uh, Huntington, West Virginia media market, which covers a good portion of Eastern Kentucky and Southern Ohio as well. And we're an NBC affiliate. Um, you know, I started here back in June of 2019. Before that, I was a w- I was at WVU, uh, where I wrote for the Daily Athenaeum student paper. I, I was even sports editor there for a little bit of time. Also wrote for the Associated Press and did uh, WVU News with uh, Gina Dahlia uh, my senior year. So. Very cool, John. So, so you mentioned WV News, um, which is has to be one of the most intense classes that we teach. But how was that transition going from producing, uh, you know, content on that on that time frame um, to suddenly being responsible for producing stories as as rapidly as you do? And what was the hardest thing for you to adjust to when you made that switch from you know working in a classroom to suddenly working in the in the real world? Well, um, it was it was kind of multi-layered that in that way because because I'm from Morgantown, so I the, the I, having to wrap my head around the idea of go, going somewhere where I had never lived and didn't really know much about um, first, and then kind of learning the job from there. And, and the thing that I, I try to tell some reporters that are that are coming into this um, or you know looking for jobs now. It, it may sound kind of depressing, but it, uh, even the best college grad is only just going to be okay <laughs> in the real world because <laughs> you, you don't really know a whole lot about how to how to manage contacts. Um, you know, as a sports reporter, you know a lot of the stuff that we did um, back at the Daily Athenaeum was kind of fed to us by the athletic department, so we didn't really have to work too hard in developing those contacts, and then having to kind of transition into news and and kind of have a different set of contacts especially in a in a tv market that's such a big area that's really more than just you know the immediate huntington area like i said it's southern ohio eastern kentucky and 
you know, just all throughout uh, different parts of West Virginia, like Point Pleasant and Logan and, and, and Williamson and, and places like that. So um, that was kind of the roughest transition. It took me probably about three or four months for me to really get comfortable uh, on a daily basis going into work and having story pitches. That's another thing, story pitches. Um, you know, the, what would probably play in a smaller market or in a more localized uh, production like WVU News, where a lot of it does have to do with, you know, kind of what affects students or people in Morgantown uh, having to switch to someone who, or some kind of story that would uh, affect a larger number of people in a bigger area. You know, obviously not everyone in, who lives in a place like Charleston is going to care about what happens in Portsmouth, Ohio, which is another city we cover. So it's having to find stories that have such a wide appeal as well is, is kind of hard to, to find sometimes. And, and it takes a lot of, um, I guess, breaking in to kind of figure out what is a good pitch and what isn't. So yeah. um, that, that those are kind of the two biggest ones. And then, of course, just, you know, the, the growing up process of, of really being kind of a full-blown adult and realizing you have to pay for literally everything. <laughs> you know? I'm still getting used to that part of it. I was fine until the student loan kicked in. Then, then it was, you know. So. Well, you, you've talked about, about that massive change between, between being a student and being, you know, an independent working uh, full-time professional. Um, and here we are now just, you know, not quite a year into your career and you're suddenly dealing with, with another change in the form of the, the COVID-19 pandemic. It's changed a lot of things for the business um, and it's changed the way a lot of, of, of journalists in all fields um, do their jobs, but, but especially broadcast, something that's so uh, reliant on technology. Um, how has it changed the way that you, um, that you do your job? Well, um, for the first week, week and a half, two weeks there, we, it was really a, an adjustment of safety uh, for us because we, you know, traditionally what we do is that we take these this camera equipment to various parts of the of the coverage area and interview people with you know wireless lav mics that are you know right up against people's bodies and whatnot so we had to kind of address that problem first um we started having to use stick mics for everything which is not ideal um within the newsroom at wsaz both in huntington and our charleston offices all the doors are open uh so that that way we're not touching the door handles and things like that. So it was, it was first of a safety thing. And then now we're kind of moving into this um, different format where we're all working from home. We actually ordered more uh, at home equipment to edit and, and produce packages from our apartments, our homes, whatever. Um, like actually not even 15 feet away from where I'm sitting here on my couch. There's a, editing laptop, uh, a tripod, a stick mic, a camera. I can literally produce a pa package from my apartment without leaving it. Um, I, I imagine that's probably what I'll be doing tomorrow because uh, uh, two weeks ago or a little less than two weeks ago, I, I interviewed someone and shook hands with someone that tested positive for COVID-19. So I had to get tested and I'm stuck in my apartment. Um, so I, I, I guess that's kind of what's going to happen <laughs> from here on out. But it's just it's changed in a lot of ways. How, how we uh, produce things and how we do things. A lot of our live shots are now basically selfie sticks with a, with a phone now because um, we don't they don't want us to go in and get that live unit because um, it would kind of defeat the purpose of working at home because they don't want they, they want to have a, the least amount of people in the newsroom as possible so that they're so that way there could be a social distancing um, you know way of, of working so 
Um, TV News is such, a, is such a collaborative product. And I, I would have to imagine that there was an adjustment period of not being able to be in the same room with uh, the people making these decisions. But then again, uh, like you mentioned, so much of your work is done remotely and from the field. Um, so, you know, you're developing an entirely new set of skills. One of the things that I'm trying to get across to students that are suddenly put in a, a capstone class situation like WV News, where they're doing everything remotely, is that they're gaining a set of skills that people like you are putting into use every day. And we know um, that the small markets all the way up to the to the network broadcasters are all working from home. Um, so this is, you know, the, the sort of thing that I think is going to kind of change the industry, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. And and actually, one thing I was kind of thinking of this last couple of days, and I, I don't know where I put it. This was something I used um, when I was at WVU, when we were working for the DA, me and, and, and uh, two other WVU alums that worked for the DA, Chris Jackson and uh, Matt Gold, we, we did a, uh, a pregame show kind of thing that we, you know, we, we periscoped to put it on Twitter. And the, what we did was it was a phone and a really arcane kind of tripod thing. And it was awesome. Uh, I think Eric, I think you helped me make it. It was a selfie stick at the end of a mm-hmm. tripod camera. Or I, I think I might have left it in Morgantown, but um, I'm thinking, well, man, that'd be great to have right now because that's how we're doing all of our live shots. And I hate to have to have that, you know, the the frame take, you know, half of it being taken up by my arm holding up my camera. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot more stories have been told uh, through Zoom or Skype or FaceTime. Um, I mean, heck, uh, Eric, you were on one of them that I did, uh, well, it was a little over a week ago, uh, about how uh, students are, are trying to find jobs now um, in this strange time where we have to social distance and, and not have that in, in-person interaction. Um, so just kind of not just necessarily things that we learned at WVU, um, but just things that uh, as millennials were a little bit more uh, equipped to, to know what to do. <laughs> Um, we're, we're doing a lot more of that in the newsroom now. You know, John, the, the question for you here about just kind of the, we've talked about about how this has changed in terms of the technology. Um, what have you discovered about your role when we talk about about journalism, you know, kind of with a capital J here, like the, the important mission of keeping people informed um, quickly and, and effectively and accurately during times uh, during the, the best of times? Um, and now during a, a time of, of complete crisis where everyone is really, really hungry for information and needs information that, that could affect their lives and safety. Um, what have you personally learned about, about the role journalists play in society during, um, during a crisis like this? I think, uh, and it was, I was thinking about this a little bit um, last week because we've, we've gotten so many calls in our newsroom about, um, you know, mainly because they don't know who else to call, but th- there were rumors going around about, especially in Ohio, a lot of people were thinking that um, that in Ohio, they were going to be starting martial law. And we had to kind of dispel that kind of stuff and and explain what actually is going on. And, and um, it was interesting because I, I was thinking about how in the time I was in college, you know, my freshman year um, was the beginning of an election cycle and you know, I kind of came up in journalism school through this whole period of the fake news, you know, idea and, and having to learn about how it's important now more than ever to make sure that everything is factual and make sure that everything is true and you're, and you're sourcing everything that you're saying. Um, you know, it, 
for a period of time like this where, where the information is so vital to know, it's more than just a political situation. This is, you know, a life or death, healthy or not situation. Um, it's, it's more important now than ever to, to make sure that we're getting the story straight. Um, not that it wasn't important before, but, but it's, it especially is now because it could impact um, the health of people. Yeah, there's just um, no, no room for error. And it's and it literally is a, a, a life and death kind of situation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you know, I, it, it, it even trickles down to my actual life because there was at one point I, I was, uh, and this was maybe two or three weeks ago, like right when this was all starting, I, I, it was a longer day at work and I just didn't feel like cooking dinner. And I <laughs> hit the little Caesars and I was still had my WSAZ rain jacket on. And the employees there started asking me everything that was going on while I was ordering my pizza. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, like it's important to just be informed and know what's going on and not believe everything you see on Facebook. And if you see something on Facebook, um, you know, source it and see, because I mean, believe it or not, we actually do get a lot of story ideas from Facebook um, through, you know, uh, crime watch Facebook pages and, and uh, just various other things. So um but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's more important now than ever to to make sure everything is being sourced and attributed. Well, John, my you know, obviously, my big focus is on is on helping people make the transition from classroom to career, um, and and this is certainly a unique situation as it comes as as uh, as it deals with uh, the employment outlook, which is certainly uncertain. Um, but let me ask you this, just in general. Um, what kind of, a, and you've, you've obviously had a, a, a great, you know, very successful start. You've gotten your, your first job on air in a, in a, in a substantially large market. What kind of advice would you give to graduating seniors that are looking for their first job in news? Well, um, my, my first suggestion would be, uh, apply for everything. Um, I don't remember where I heard it first, but, uh, you know, just take shots, you know, it's some just to hear the gun go off. Um, so, you know, even if you think, you know, apply for anything that you might find remotely interesting because it, it's uh, it it sure is t really rewarding right now to be in journalism. And, um, you know, even if it's something that you, you probably didn't think of at first, like I, you know, I, and I'm sure, I, Eric, you know, I went in your office plenty of times. I probably did not have in mind when I was a junior in college that I would be a news reporter. Um, but, you know, it. it Honestly, if that day comes when I do eventually get to go back into sports, I think I'll be a better journalist than I would have been if I had just gone straight into sports because, um, you know, I've learned a lot of valuable things here. Um, so to anyone who is graduating, I mean, I don't know how you guys are going to do graduation this year. I guess it'll be virtual. But <laughs> to anyone leaving WVU soon, um, you know, I, I, I highly recommend just take any shot you can. Um, and obviously, you know, talk to and talk to anyone who um, you anyone's opinion you value on what you think is the best path for you, given what options you have. But once you get that job, um, you know, just be an open book from day one and kind of learn how people there are doing things um, and surround yourself, with, you know, kind of mentors within the station if you can, because. Um, I've had quite a few here. Um, Amanda Barron is one of them. Tim Ear is one of them. Um, the uh, sports director here, Keith Morehouse, is one of them. Um, you know, just just surround yourself with people who who want to watch you succeed, and then you'll be fine. Just just learn, and and as long as you take every week, and it's better than the previous week, you're going to be fine. 
Hey, John, I got to take a minute and brag on you specifically uh, something that you that you just mentioned there, and, and also to give a shout out to my colleague, uh, Professor Gina Dahlia in WVU News. Um, she gave you an opportunity to obviously do sports, but then she also kind of nudged you in the direction of taking on a, a a beat that was a little outside your comfort zone. How important was that in getting you prepared for the work you're doing now? It was it was really kind of a mixed thing um, at the time because obviously. Um, given my, at the time, my resume was full of sports stuff. I mean, I had, I think maybe one news internship in Houston and that, that was it. Um, but, you know, without that news, you know, stuff on my reel, because it was mostly news stuff that my, my resume reel was made out of, I got this job. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, had I, had that not happened, um, you know, I'd probably still be searching for a sports job. And then this is not a, um, a, a, a cut on sports, but the, the, the honest truth is there's just less of those jobs out there. Um, you know, think about, I mean, even in the WVU realm of reporters, you got Mike Kazaza, you got Alan Taylor, um, you got Bob Herzl and, and Tony Caridi. Those guys have been here quite a long time. And, and the amount of turnover in sports markets like that is, is not very large. So, um, whenever a sports job comes up, it's, you know, especially in broadcasting, it's rare and um, you need to be able to do both. Um, plus, you know, and like I said earlier, the more you do news, the, the better you'll be at just being a journalist. I mean, the same ideals of journalism in news, you know, that say uh, an Anderson Cooper would, would take uh, is also something that Adam Schefter and, you know, Bruce Feldman, those kind of guys in sports do. So it's, it's really the same principles. It's just a different subject matter. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think those those local sports journalists that you mentioned are just solid journalists, first and foremost, who just happen to be covering uh, the sports beat. They do it extremely well, obviously. Um, but I think those are guys that could that could cover everything very much in the in the way that your career has started you off on the path to being being very versatile. Um, I got one last question for you because uh, I know we got to we got to wrap things up. But um, your chance here to give some advice to the to the current students. Um, about the, the landscape of the industry and what you think is probably the most important skill they need to polish up before they, uh, before they complete their time at, uh, at WPU? Well, um, one thing uh, that, that I would recommend, and this isn't even just in journalism, this is just in, in the professional world at all, um, clean up your social media. <laughs> Make sure your, your social media is presentable. Um, obviously, it doesn't have to be, you know, boring, but, um, you know, make sure it's clean, make sure you're not going to be embarrassed by anything on there, but also it, just in terms of skills, um, kind of be as well-rounded as you can, especially if you're a sports minded person. Um, sometimes, and I was kind of guilty of this early on in college. Um, it's easy to kind of fanboy some of your favorite teams a little bit or fangirl some of your teams a little bit. And, um, you know, Freshman year, I was definitely a WVU fanboy, but by senior year, I felt like I was really kind of covering them objectively. If you're making both sides equally unhappy, then you must be in the right place. Right, right. Well, uh, Whitney, I'll turn it back over to you. Any questions for John? Yeah, I don't think so, John. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was really great to hear from you. Like Eric mentioned, we are very proud of you. Um, and it's really cool to keep up with you. I know that you're in my parents' local market. So when I get to go home for break, it's always good to see you um, on TV. But we're super thankful that you joined us today. And I'm sure um, our current students will really appreciate your advice. Is there anything else you'd like to say or share with us about your job or 
kind of anything else? Um, that you nothing say? too specifically. I don't really want to, um, you know, uh, thump my chest too much, but I just want to tell everyone, please wash your hands. Please stay six feet apart. Uh, do everything you can to be safe uh, during this really uncertain time because uh, it's not just for the safety of yourself. It's for the safety of anyone you might come in contact with. So just just be as safe as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll definitely be thinking about you and all of our other grads and journalists and crisis communication friends that are still bringing us information. We do really appreciate you guys. I know that it can be tough out there, especially right now, but we are really thankful for all of the information that you continue to bring to us that's so important right now um, and always. Oh, thank honestly. you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Have a great Thanks, day. Sean. And thank you, Whitney and Eric. It's so great for students to hear what it's like behind the scenes of media careers. Having this insider knowledge is so critical for us to prepare for our own futures in media. And what better than a global crisis to remind us all of the importance of local reporting. Um, if you'd like to speak further with our guest, John Lowe, please reach out to Whitney or Eric. Whitney's email is wgodwin, G-O-D-W-I-N, at mail.wvu.edu, and Eric's is eric.minor, M-I-N-O-R, at mail.wvu.edu. Good luck with finals to our Mountaineers in classes right now, and stay tuned for the next episode of Read Talk.